Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. You're listening to Rabot Co. here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. All right, welcome in. Doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. This is the insanity that's Rabot Co. Hanging out with Zach Cantrell. I'm Louis Rabot at Radio Louis on Twitter. Go find me there. You can find the station at ESPN 680 uh, as well. You can find Zach at your boy ZC. Uh, BBZ over there, uh, our guy, uh, Zach, uh, hanging out. <laughs> we'll have Ben Roberts at 1020. We'll talk all things UK hoops with him. I went in to a little bit about UK hoops yesterday. A, a couple of pieces that he had written down at the Herald Leader that uh, – it had me thinking, Zach. A little past performances, but applied to basketball. I like it. Uh, that's a sort of thing that my brain can definitely process. And so we'll have him at 1020. Our guy, Jay Davis, in the 11 o'clock hour here, uh, as well at his usual spot on Thursdays. New new sponsor for Jay Davis today. How about that? I like that a lot. I like that Jay's getting the recognition uh, from a uh, not, not local sponsor. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, introduce them at 11 o'clock. All right, so Louisville plays last night. And there's not a ton to say at this point. And, and before... We went to the New Year break. I had this discussion on this show about do we continue to cover Louisville basketball or do we just pretend it doesn't exist until we actually know what to do with the team? And the reason I'm able to talk about Louisville basketball isn't just because I have lungs and vocal cords and the ability to speak English. Those help, though. You're right, Zach. They help. It's because people at places like WDRB keep writing articles that allow me to question if I'm seeing things the right way or if I'm just not seeing them at all. I held on to this one for a couple of days on purpose. I could have talked about it yesterday, but Rick Bozich a couple of days ago wrote an article titled, Can Louisville Men's Basketball Take Advantage of Sagging ACC? Now, I was talking about this the other day with with Mark Ennis, and I and I thought something was true about the ACC this year. I think the middle part of the ACC is pretty okay. The top of the ACC is not great, and we're used to that. We're used to the top of the ACC being absolutely fantastic between the Carolina schools, but with Louisville, you know, with Virginia recently in the Tony Bennett era. Say what you want about the playing style and everything else; that guy wins a ton of games. We're used to that. Right? We're used to the, t- the top-heavy nature of ACC basketball. It's fine. But the idea that he puts forward here, the forecast remains the forecast for the University of Louisville men's basketball team. Right, Swick Bozich at WBRD, WDRB.com. They have a 21-game, well, 22 now, lose, game-losing streak in true road games. 
Man, I remember, Zach, when I moved here, just how busy sports bars were for away Louisville games and the expectations of just winning those things. Man, it's totally different 15 years on. Wait, people thought Louisville was I, supposed to win games? Dude, it was it was a time here, man. How about that? It was a time here. Yeah. People felt about Louisville basketball how you feel about Ohio State football. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Like, that's what the expectation okay. was. Okay. I came down at the wrong time. Wrong apparently. time. No, you did. It's, 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 <laughs> I started doing a show on this station the wrong year last year. It was ugh. Anyways. And eliminate the crushing stretches of four shots and defensive malpractice that pop up in losing performances. Ken Palm, Bart Torvik forecast 4-16 and 16 as Louisville's final record in the ACC. And uh, Haslam, Haslamedics, lists Louisville as an underdog in its remaining 19 games of the regular season. Here's, here's the deal. And, and Diener talked about it earlier. The, the idea of replacing this guy and putting in one of the interims when all of the stories, the athletic, the different places that we read, just show that no one's even trying. <laughs> it isn't working. It's interesting because if you read this article, you could tell they watched game tape of the Virginia Notre Dame game. You could tell. They talk about it. Mike James is quoted as saying they were locked in because they made a lot of shots. Kenny Payne said, I just saw Notre Dame make a bunch of jump shots. Some were contested. They did a good job, a really good job of driving and passing the ball to each other. They got a bunch of threes. Obviously, they watched the game together, right? But it is not translating to the court. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the prep is. It is not working. And the throw to a the throw to an assistant, I just don't know. But why am I seeing, Zach, with my own eyes what they're seeing at something called Haslamedics.com of them being an underdog in their remaining 19 games? It needs to be said Notre Dame essentially pissed away a game against NC State last night at home. And it took a monumental gaffe on their end to lose that game. Do you think they're going to be close with NC State, UofL? I don't. Do you think they're going to really push Micah Shrewsbury's team around in Notre Dame? I don't. Guy comes out the other day, says grow roots on the bench. Guess what the guy started doing? Playing hard. Stunning that accountability would lead to players playing better. So are you saying they're not going to win another game? I, I, I'm starting to wonder. Yeah? I'm starting to wonder. Now, it's basketball. So my sense is it's not like football where if you play a better opponent and it's half and you're up 10 or something and they just decide they're going to physically dominate you in the second half they run the ball down your they just do it right it's not like that in basketball you can get a guy that just gets hot from three and you win the game so they might win a game they might win two games let's be very clear i told you my dream for this is that they go like eight and (laughs) twelve because that's hilarious and it makes the situation terrible that's why it's a dream that's a oh massive dream because it will never happen correct yeah right (laughs) also that they may win three but four and 16 i think is is just red-colored glasses from Bart Torvik and Ken Pomeroy. And I understand they have they, they have their their equations and their and their algorithms and the things that they follow. Yeah. And if it says four and sixteen, am I really going to argue if they go two and eighteen that the algorithm stinks? No, they got it mostly right. The idea is to get it mostly right. Oh, so two the difference between two and eighteen and four and sixteen is massive. 
So they get, so we're going to keep Kenny Payne if he goes 4-16. and 16. Texter. Where's the, be- the best haven guy? It's a great text. Where's the best haven guy? Texter, what's it like to be a fully functioning human being, Louis? Congratulations. <laughs> None great. of us know. Uh, no, that's exactly... <laughs> I can do the talkie, but that's about it. No one knows. Oh, my God. Just, I don't, like I opened the show with, trying the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. About a week ago, Rich Bo- Rick Bozich writes, the Irish were neck and neck with the Cardinals as the pick to finish last in the ACC. The Irish have lost to Western Carolina, Georgetown, and the Citadel. Three teams ranked outside the top 125, even... First-year coach, Michael Shrewsbury, ripped his squad. Then Notre Dame survived Mighty Maris by four points, and then they shocked the world by beating Virginia by 22. Virginia was favored by nine and a half in South Bend. What what is What are people seeing that I don't see here, Zach? What am I not understanding? Because I, I, I held on to this one on purpose for after this game. I needed, I needed a sounding board. Because I don't have Issel, right? Like, today we would just... Issel would make some kind of comment about, you know, just, this is bad. I can't, if, I, you know, if I didn't have this job, I wouldn't be watching it. I thought I, about texting Issel last night to say, are you watching this game? But I left him alone. You think I watched the game last night? You didn't watch it? Hell no. I okay, interesting. All right, okay, okay. I yeah. have other things to do with I, my life. I, I get it. I really do, actually. I don't believe you, but I get it. Um, the... <laughs> I might have. <laughs> it might have been on. Uh, might have been on one of the TVs at the bar that I was at. Yeah, sure. So I hey, casually look. watched it. You know. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I get That's it. That's where and we're at. I, I think that is where we're at. I, I mean, Blake Baker described not being emotionally invested. Fifty-fifty calls of balls going out of bounds and all these kinds of things. I mean, just. <sighs> I just I, I don't know, man. I, I don't I don't know what other people are seeing that I don't see. Um, no one knows. Yeah. Uh, now, to be fair, you know, same website. Eric Crawford does his yeah. write up of last night and he writes nothing new. Unfortunately, Louisville, 77, 53, loss of Virginia. That's a synopsis. That's it. There it is. But here's where I wanted to go with this whole conversation. I made a bunch of money betting the uh, the under the team total 56 and a half. That's right. It's like betting. We Iowa talked about fo- yesterday. It's like betting Iowa, Iowa football. football unders. That's right. We're getting to that point. I'm not going to get into the Corey Alexander thing last <laughs> that oh, happened last dear night. God, the I spread did last that. night was like 14. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, something like that. Don't Texture don't get me asking. started on Corey Alexander. Corey Alexander's his own thing. I want to do our our own thing here at ESPN Louisville. There you go. Do you actually believe that any of the guys were injured last night? No. Really? That, you think so? I don't, and that's that's where we're at, Good. and that's why that's why I, I'm I'm legitimately we're we're closing in on not just X's and O's malpractice, but we're closing in on program malpractice, and we may already be there, and I may be being too kind in this moment. We're already there. I'm trying to decide if and and this is again, and we got a bunch of text on this four three seven nine six eight. At what point is it just, oh man, I don't even know the word for it. Just the idea that that I saw guys not, like Trey White was out last night. And I was one of the dopes 
that thought that Trey Wright was going to be a really good transfer here mm. because he was Pac-12 freshman of the year. I watched his games last year. The only times that he truly struggled last year of the games that I saw yeah. were against super high-level teams, and I don't hold that against freshmen in college. I just don't. That's just how I, don't know, that's how I evaluate players. We played the sound on Tuesday. I don't know if you still have it of Danny Manning describing last year what they wanted the guys to do over Christmas break. And then they got another 12 day break this year. And three of the guys come back hurt (laughs) from what, from what are they all Aaron Gordon? Did they all get dog bites? What's possibly going on? Once you tell me Karan Davis didn't do anything wrong and then he's off the team after you lie about him deciding to leave on his own, I don't trust you on anything. There's been no remorse about that. There's been no, hey, we screwed that up. Hey, we shouldn't have written it this way. There was nothing. And now I'm supposed to believe a bunch of guys are just hurt? No, no. I'm not doing it. No. I'm not doing it. You have a team built on on character guys, as we were told about over the summer, one of which left his team in December last year. Now we have players who didn't come back to play in January. Character guys. I, I just, I, I, I don't, I don't quite know what to do. Uh, Texture Willis will come back if KP is gone and he doesn't have to watch these, this crap any longer. Uh, Texture, uh, Louie, I know you're trying to be a claim to be a neutral and not a UK honk. We can always go back to uh, your repetitive line that you really want Louisville to win 10 to 12 games because it will be hilarious in a bad place. That's an anti UVL program fan base stance. No, it's a pro. Uh, it's a pro uh, radio stance. <laughs> Because then, then it's really a difficult decision. People will be able to say, I saw I saw this against Georgia Tech. I saw this against NC State. I saw this against, you know, North Carolina. I saw this against Miami, whatever it looks like. And then that opens up the conversation. The only thing that can change this is winning. Period. Conversation over, right? I mean, we all agree on that, yes? They win the rest of their games. We're having a very different conversation. They're not going to do that, right? They even go 500 the rest of their games. We're having a very different conversation. They're not going to do that. That's what we're talking about. Uh, Texture asked about the spread. Texture, maybe some people shouldn't have run their mouths about how Kenny Payne won those games. Maybe, maybe. Uh, Texture, man, I remember when I was a kid, my mother taking me uh, to sports bars and restaurants to watch the Elite Eight game uh, against West Virginia in 2005. That place was rocking. Nowhere, nobody was there to eat. That's what UofL basketball is. Now I don't even watch in my own house. Uh, Texture, uh, the situation is untenable. Uh, and then maybe. Um, Uh, ten thirteen text that they're not even talking the game. Well, that right. well, we're talking the game. Um, <laughs> we're talking program. I just, I, I just don't get it, man. Heard did tell me quote that Payne needs to begin making deposits with fans. Wednesday night was not a deposit. That coming from Eric Crawford. I agree. It doesn't mean. He says that Payne will last the season, but it does mean he believes that a lopsided loss of Virginia. Minus four players is not likely going to trigger any activity. That's the other thing that's interesting. And that was the part that stood out in the article to me. Was because of, of moving into the new year through that 12-day layoff with Kenny Payne, it was pretty clear that they weren't going to to make a change almost no matter what happens, right? You lose Arkansas State, you lose those other games. You give up a three with four players on the court. Like all of these things that have happened that – that don't seem to, I don't know, man. They just don't add up. 
But I really don't understand. Can a sagging ACC? It's only sagging at the top. I think the middle level teams are fine. Are they going to put ten teams in the NCAA tournament? Of course not. It's fine. No. Are they going to do like four or five? Yeah, probably. But that doesn't mean the league is sagging altogether. It just means the top of the league is sagging, and that's where I would push back. And I just I'm I'm struggling for for that part of it where, where other people apparently see things that I don't because that simply isn't what I see. Go ahead, Zach. No, I was just going to say like the ACC is average at best this year. Like the very top of the ACC is still good. North Carolina is good. Duke's good. Clemson, I think is actually Clemson and Miami are both very good. They're very good. They're both very good. But if we're going, I don't know what, eight to 14, it's not very good. The ACC is average. It's better than Louisville. Sure it and okay. it's better coached than Louisville. And yeah. it's better scheme than Louisville. We don't. That's not a high standard to reach. I, I understand, but the the this idea that the ACC is sagging, it's not sagging to Louisville's level. No, it just isn't. No, it isn't. Um, Louisville's beyond sagging. It's broken. Yes, Michael Shrewsbury at least gives a damn. So good for him. He uh, actually made his players. He held his players accountable. I can't imagine. I can't imagine that kind of post game press conference from from Hell the coaching no. staff here. I can't imagine. No. Yeah. Um, Texture, I made a prediction at the time of the Davis situation. He would be fired that weekend, and Chris Beard would be the coach by April 15th, still hoping. <laughs> uh, Texture, KP tried tricking uh, Virginia with the zone, and, well, it didn't work because they're coached. <laughs> he tricked me. <laughs> <laughs> because they're prepared and they smack Because they, they're a functioning I just, program. I, when you hear Mark Blankenbaker say, I'm, I, I'm not arguing with referee calls on Louisville basketball, you know it's... That's when you know they it's lost bad. by 20. That's right. So he can't say again, anything. Again. Ah, oh, unbelievable, God. man. I, I just... I can't believe we're talking about this team for the next three months. We did this last year, and the only saving grace of it was that Issel told me we couldn't tell that Kenny Payne was a bad coach because because the players were so That bad. was funny. I mean, it was unbelievable. He just he hung onto it so yeah. fervently. And I just don't get it. Uh, text coming in. Uh, Texter, they should go ahead and let Kenny go. Maybe the Manning, tru- uh, Manning uh, the troops would come out and uh, tell us what's really going on. Yeah, I, I just, man, I don't know, man. I, just the Karan Davis stuff just so soured me on being able to trust anything we hear from that program. I, I mean, look, and I, I'll, do, I'll do one minute on it. The price stuff last night. You, you don't have those talking points unless they're handed to you by someone. And he, he had talking points. That's all I'll say. Um, once in a while, I'm sure you meet with coaches and they say, hey, could you talk about this? But the idea that, that recruits are not coming to Louisville because of the fans is... Uh, to go after the Louisville fan is ridiculous. It's, it's completely ridiculous. Laughable. What, what folks have been... Uh, what what folks have been berated with around here? I'm not going to say they suffered through or whatever because that's not it, it's still sports. But what they've been beat over the head with, as far as I mean, just as far as all of the nonsense, all of it, and it's just pages and pages and encyclopedias of nonsense. The idea that it's the the, the fans not getting recruits in for Louisville basketball—that's embarrassing. Embarrassing. All right. Uh, to act like the fans have any role is embarrassing i just i simply don't see whatever Corey price is what do you want us to do what do you want the fans i, to I don't do? know what they want the fans to do i'm really not sure that texture strip like a baker strip like a baker of his sheriff's badge <laughs> 
I'm hearing you, man. I, I get it. When he said that out loud, he was like, yeah, it's like a 50-50 ball, and I didn't really care. I was like, I mean, Blake Baker cares more about Louisville basketball than he does his family. I mean, let's go. I mean, it is his family, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> could You you could more. take the term yeah. basketball and just say Louisville. Oh, man. It's accurate. Yeah, probably. <laughs> he cares more about Can't Louisville than his Can't lose Blake and Baker. Once oh. you've lost Blake, you've lost the entire fan base. Can't lose Blake and Baker. Nope. Man, oh, man. All right. Well, uh, we'll wrap up the first segment there. We'll talk to Ben Roberts on the other end. Some reminders of programming around here uh, on our family of networks here at ESPN Louisville. Oh, I have the responses for uh, attendance at the Yum Center. So go ahead and text those in. How many people do you think um, were at the U of L UK game, and how many people were at the Pepperdine game? Go ahead and text those in four three seven nine six eighty on the UPS Jobs text line. Uh, Bellarmine basketball is in action over at uh, Freedom Hall today. Cannot recommend that, by the way, if you got a bunch of little kids like I do who need a little space to stretch out and you know run around a stadium a little bit during a game. Those games are awesome. They are inexpensive. They are easy. Uh, they play Austin P tonight, six thirty, right here on six eighty one oh five seven at Louisville Women's Basketball. They play Duke tonight. Uh, at 7.30, they'll be down at the Yum Center. Game starts at 8. That's across the hall at 93.9, your home for all things U of L. I'll do a wing zone read later, but first, we get our guy Ben Roberts in here. We do it next here at ESPN 680-1057. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. You are listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabo. All right, get back in here. Rabo and Co. here, ESPN 680-1057. We got you till noon, Bobby V. After us, and of course, round table with Round Daddy, 3 o'clock, 3 to 6 here. We go local 7 to 6 every weekday here on ESPN 680-1057. Really pleased to welcome in our friend Ben Roberts. He's from the Lexington Herald Leaders, presented by our friends at Martini Italian Bistro, martinilouisville.com. Check them out for lunch dinner maybe brunch on the weekend tons of catering options as well great happy hours over there uh ben how are you today you doing all right good yeah louie how are you i'm okay you have young children how was christmas uh hectic <laughs> as always there's yeah trying to keep a year and a half or 20 month old away from the ornaments on the christmas tree and uh, everything that goes along with it. Are you st- are you in one of those situations where you and your wife are are reasonably local, so you still have to travel for holidays, multiple houses on the same day? Uh, well, yeah, we have multiple houses, and then we also my wife is from upstate New York and oh, okay. has family in Pittsburgh. So yeah, we pack everybody up and go stay at a hotel in Pittsburgh, 
and and spend uh, the days at, at her family's house. Is there any better test of a marriage than staying in a hotel with young children? Uh, probably not. <laughs> it's horrible, folks. It is. Uh, 14,095 people attended the UK L game. What says uh, Ben Roberts about that? 14,095? Yep. What's capacity, you know? 22. About 20. Yeah, that's... Well, I actually thought it looked more full than that. Okay. Um, I mean, I, there were obviously... See, it was hard to tell with the lighting, especially down there on the court. It's hard to tell with the lighting yeah, right. uh, yep. up top, but... I, I thought it was uh, I thought it was a pretty full crowd. I would have guessed higher than that. All right, well there you go. All right, Ben Roberts with us. Uh, I do have the Pepperdine numbers. We'll make sure we uh, get, get those out as well. I'm thinking about doing with the Louisville attendance numbers closest without going over wins a prize kind of thing. Ben, yeah, so, um, like the j- jelly bean guessing jar. It is a jelly bean guessing jar of a show. This uh, Rabot and Co. Yeah. All right, so uh, look, uh, Kentucky basketball is ranked sixth in the first AP poll of this season. You you wrote a very I thought very insightful piece on what this means historically within the John Calipari time uh, there in Lexington. Uh, I made a, of course I did, uh, of course I did, Ben. I made a comparison to past performances in horse racing. You know, if if John Calipari were a trainer, you would love the six ranking, the number six ranking at the beginning of this year. Uh, looking forward uh, to the spring, uh, are you hopeful? Um, and not not as a fan, but just you know, hopeful that you'll be covering potentially a Final Four team based on these kinds of factors. Yeah, I mean, you look at the numbers, and uh, I I I kind of knew in the back of my head, and that's why I, I looked them up and, and thought it would be an interesting kind of trend story. But even I was a little surprised that it had been seven years um, mm. since they'd been top ten at this stage in the season. And I put it out there, and people were like, well, what about the Maxi team? And what about this team? What about that team? Uh, the, the first Oscar team. Well, right. they weren't top ten. Right. Uh, you know, they had some some early struggles, as a lot of Calipari teams do. Um, and you look at, you know, the last team that was ranked number six, or the last team that was ranked number top, was ranked top ten was number six exactly, and that was the BAM Fox-Monk team, which was obviously very good and a shot away from going to the Final Four. And the only three that have been ranked higher than that in the first poll of the new year were the 38 and one team, the John wall cousins team, and then the 2012 national champions, which I think anyone uh, looking at it clearly would say are, are Calipari's three best teams at Kentucky. So, and the, and the, and the Fox BAM team might've been the fourth best team. So you're at least compared to the rest of college basketball in the season that it was played, you're putting this team with those four teams, and yeah, I mean, I think that with the trajectory and with the – this is another young team, so you would expect them to grow and get better. And um, all four of those teams actually were ranked higher in the final eight people than they were at this stage of the season, with the exception of the 38-1 team, which was number one right. throughout the year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, anything happens in March Madness, there's always going to be upsets and always bad shooting games or whatever. But uh, you look at, at the trends and how this uh, team compares to the rest of college basketball at this stage, they're, they're certainly a, a, a really, really big-time Final Four contender right now. Uh, ben Roberts with us. Uh, he's down at the Lexington Herald-Leader, Kentucky.com slash sports for everything they've got down there. Uh, the last great – uh, sports department in the state. Check him out at Ben Roberts HL on Twitter as well. Um, it, looking forward with this team, how much 
do you think this how how much higher is the ceiling? Is this a team where you know Bradshaw starts late so he can develop a lot more? Where you know the the cohesion of the team can get better? Because I thought there were outside of the rebounding on Friday against Illinois State. I think looking forward with this team, you can be reasonably excited that they've got a serious shot at a 50th SEC title, which is an insane number, by the way. And also just that, you know, some of these guys are going to figure it out in a more meaningful way. You know, we we talked about, you know, with the leak outs, you're going to have less guys there for rebounding, that kind of thing, if you're going to be playing that kind of style. But, I mean, how much higher is the ceiling for this team, in Ben Roberts' opinion? I mean, I think this is going to sound a little strange, maybe not for Kentucky fans who have lived through this, but, I think this team might be more likely to win a national title than an SEC regular season title, okay. if that makes sense. Sure. Just because I do think there are still, you know, there's still going to be some growing pains, especially as they get into these nine. They haven't they haven't really played a road game. I mean, that Louisville game was not a road game. Um, and, and the thing in Philly was a half-filled arena that was probably 80% Kentucky fans. Um, so they they have not played a true road game. They will get nine of those, and they will get at least, in eight of those, they will get the best shot from uh, from from certainly the opposing fans, and and you would you would guess the uh, the opposing teams in a lot of those games too. Um, so there's going to be losses. There's going to be some stumbles, some hiccups. Um, you know, injuries are always a thing. We've seen that in recent Kentucky seasons. Everybody has them. Uh, but uh, this is again over these next 18 games plus Gonzaga. This is this is where this team continues to grow. And while I do expect a handful of losses, um, this to me looks like a team that beginning of March, I don't know that you would take any other team in the country over them going into the NCAA tournament. Um, you look at the teams ranked ahead of them, I think they're going to be better at tennis, better than Tennessee by the end of March. Um, we're kind of waiting to see, you know, I, I know Houston has some quad one wins, but, but what they do against the Big 12 competition. Uh, Kansas, is, it has the highest floor, I think, of just about anybody in college Did basketball. But what is their ceiling exactly? And, three. and then Purdue and UConn and are the other two ranked line. ahead of them right now. Um, you know, I, <laughs> this this is going to be a really really good basketball team. I feel like two months from now. Ben Roberts with us again. He's presented by our friends at Martini Italian Bistro, MartiniLouisville.com. Check them out. Lunch, brunch, dinner, uh, great options over there uh, for happy hour as well. Um, <laughs> a recurring theme with us uh, is Calipari and the concern from fans that he's going to slow this team down, make them a half-court type team. Uh, I love the headline uh, from your article. Um, Calipari complaints aside, Kentucky again <laughs> leaves little doubt. Uh, is he removing doubt from himself or are old habits a little hard to kill off? Um, you know, I, I still don't think he's going to slow him down because he knows that these guys – both individually and when you put them together, are our best running. And I mean, he, and you know, I, I think he does get a bad rap at times about the slowing it down. And I understand the two bigs thing, and he's played Lance Warren, Oscar Sheboy, and and played Nick with Richards with some other guys who maybe didn't, you know, have perimeter skills or shooting skills. And I think those are fair. But as far as speeding up the game, I mean, anybody who's sat around him for, for just about any of these seasons, he is screaming for them to run, for them to push it. Uh, you know, unless it's a made basket and, and there's not a clear outlet, if it's a, if it's a defensive rebound or if it's a turnover, he wants guys to go flying down the other end. And that's been true of pretty much all of his teams, and it's especially true of this one. 
Um, so I, I think he's going to keep up that pace. I do not expect to see like Ugana and Yenso and Aaron Bradshaw on the court at the same time very often, if ever. Uh, he he's going to want to continue to push the pace offensively. He's going to want to get into their action early in the half court, and he's going to want to look for every opportunity and transition to, to, to get it moving. And, I, and we continue to see that. You, you know, you, we saw that in the Illinois State game, and I think you're going to see that in SEC play. And now it's a matter of, you know, you know Ford is going to be interesting because they're the highest-tempo team in the SEC with Kentucky second. Um, but with some of these other teams, it'll be interesting to see how much – uh, even if they've played at a high tempo earlier in the season, how much they try to limit that. Because I don't know anybody in the country that wants to run with Kentucky. I, I think mm-hmm. there's a lot, there's some teams that can play Kentucky close or beat them in a, in a more slow half-court oriented game. But you get out there and run with this team, uh, you're, you're probably going to be in trouble. Uh, Big Z made the trip back to the Balkans for Christmas and then returned to Central Kentucky after that. A, were you surprised that he came back? And B, what the hell's going on with Big Z? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, Cal wanting him to just kind of get away from it. I, I know, you know, from what I've heard, it's been a very stressful time for him. I mean, he obviously wants to play basketball, wants to compete in games. He's had, you know, obviously he's not been able to do that. And two, all of the health stuff that's happened with him. And, you know, it feels like he's been over here forever, but it's only been a couple of months. Um, but, you know, a couple of illnesses, uh, the conditioning issues. Uh, I think there was a slight injury there at the beginning um, that, that was never really fully confirmed. Uh, so he's, it's just one thing after another the whole time he's been here. Uh, and, and I think, uh, you know, he wanted just to kind of get him back there to, to kind of reset himself, see his family. I'm sure there was some homesickness going on there too. Um, and then, you know, there wasn't, he wasn't going to be ruled eligible for Illinois state over the break anyway. Uh, so, so I think uh, just kind of trying to get him away and get him some time to himself and, and family and, and get him back was, was the key there. But as far as eligibility, you know, we still haven't, heard anything on a updated timeline there uh, it would make sense to do it here soon now that the semester break is over um, but they're still waiting on the ncaa on that ben roberts with us he's presented by martini italian bistro martini louisville.com you can find ben's stuff at kentucky.com slash sports everything down there at the herald leader uh, you know previously you know, uk is an interesting place basketball wise in that they're the banners are for national titles. Um, you have a coach in John Calipari who has said things like, hey, I don't care about the SEC tournament. <laughs> you know, sort of uh, the in-season things seem to be the details of the minutiae for trying to chase titles. You know, there, this piece is out about winning a 50th SEC regular season title. Does Do those titles still matter, Ben? I think they matter um... – in that you don't, if you're a Kentucky fan, if you're the Kentucky basketball program, you, you, it, it matters more that you don't want the other teams in the conference to win them. I think more than than you winning them yourself. You know, I don't. I, I think everybody who comes to Kentucky, John Calipari has said it out loud many times, but I think it's true of Reed Shepard, even of of DJ Wagner, of Justin Edwards, they're not coming to Kentucky to win an SEC title. Um, they're coming to Kentucky to go to the Final Four and win a national title as a team goal, and that's the team goal. 
Uh, it's not a, you know, you don't cut down the nets at the end of the regular season if you clinch the title. And even the SEC tournament's not really that big a deal. You want to win it because you're going out there and competing and, and you're there. Uh, but the ultimate goal is always going to be, uh, you know, the, the, the first weekend of April. Um, but, you know, I do think it matters, especially now that the league is so much more competitive uh, and it's not a walkover as, as it has been in a lot of seasons, uh, even some fairly recent seasons for Kentucky. Um, I, I think you don't want to get in a situation if you're Kentucky where you go three, four, five, six years without winning a title and you see teams like Auburn and Tennessee and Alabama uh, and, and some of these other schools be able to kind of build up their base and their foundation and, and their program, uh, which, you know, in the end, you're still going to be recruiting against some of these guys for some of these players. And we've seen Kentucky lose some players to to other SEC schools in the recent past, some really good ones. Um, so from that standpoint, I, I think it's more of a perception and a reputation uh, uh, maintainer than than any sort of honor that that anybody at Kentucky feels any uh, you know you know great uh, great feelings over. Ben Roberts with us. Uh, we were talking yesterday. We have a segment on this show, thanks to Dan Issel, called Baloney or Salami. It's our version of buy or sell. Baloney bad, salami good. Uh, and I was asked two questions. I'm going to ask Ben Roberts the two questions. Uh, one of them was 15-3 and three as a target, uh, a target record for UK in the SEC this year. Do you think they can get to 15 wins? Not can they, excuse me. Of course they can. Uh, do you think they get to 15 wins in conference? I'd, I said no. It feel, that feels like a lot. I thought thirteen and five yeah. was more of a reasonable sort of number for them. Yeah, I would say no on fifteen and three, and that's just because of those nine road games. You know, you figure there's probably going to be a clunker at home in there. Yep. I would guess um, there there usually is. Even even some of Cal's better teams have, have lost a game or two at home. Uh, but I mean, there's going to be some really, really tough road games on the schedule starting Saturday. I mean, that's a very losable game. That's the thing. Like, you know, I don't expect them to have, you know, Vanderbilt's not going to come out with a hot crowd in that game. And they've obviously really struggled so far this season. Uh, but every other road game, including LSU, uh, you know, there's a lot of talent in this league. There's a lot of talent on all of these teams. And any given night, um, an LSU or a South Carolina or one of these other schools can jump up and get you. And when you're playing those games and then you're playing Tennessee on the road, Arkansas on the road, which I think will get a lot better, um, Auburn on the road, that's going to be a big one, um, Texas A&M on the road, Mississippi State on the road, Florida on the road. You know, there's a lot of very losable games in there. So, yeah, I, I would I would say 15-3. and three. If they're 15-3, and three, I, I would be a, a little surprised. And probably barreling toward a one seed at that point, right? I mean, frankly, you know, they'll yeah, have a bunch I mean, of really good 15, wins. Yeah. yeah, you're 26 and five in the regular yeah. season. You beat Gonzaga. Yep. Uh, you've got some really, really good wins on your resume. Yep. And yeah, I think you're a one seed probably no matter what happens in the SEC tournament if you if you get through this league at 26 and five. The other question had to deal with the freshmen on the team and if any of them would return next season. Uh, I <laughs> it was pointed out to me by a texter, and rightly that actually I was talking about potentially Dillingham and or Re- Shepard being the ones who came back, but Dillingham is in the top ten of Jonathan Giovoni's Jonathan Giovoni's yeah. our most recent uh, piece on ESPN.com, and he's got Reed Shepard top twenty. I mean, at, at this point, the the world's upside down. Uh, but uh, do you expect any of those players to be back in a UK jersey next year? And of course, there's the added caveat of the transfer portal. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't ex- as far as the the big names there. I mean, you, you know, obviously you've got Jordan Burks and and Joey Hart who are freshmen, um, and those are are a different conversation. Uh, but as far as that core group uh, of you know the the McDonald's All Americans and then Rob Dillingham, you know, of those, Reed is really the only one that I could see coming back, and that's obviously a a unique case because depending on what his draft stock looks like at the end of the season, if he comes back, you know, if if he continues to play this season like he has, even if they don't do anything. Can he get an like, Oscar Sheboy type package? Oh, I, it would be beyond that. Okay. You know, assuming they, they manage it right and they, they play it correctly. I, I, I mean, I can't imagine, you know, you any sport, you look across, the, the college landscape and you look for the 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 type of situation of a Reed Shepard returning to Kentucky and, and turning down a possible NBA first round draft slot uh, to come back for a second season at Kentucky uh, that that has the potential of all sorts of NIL money um, so you know that's a long way down the road and he'd be the first one to tell you that um, and I and I believe that he's fully uh, focused in on on these next uh, two or three months and what happens with this team. But, yeah, that's going to be the most interesting postseason decision to me because, you know, it looks like he would be a first-round draft pick. I'm I'm still not sold on lottery, maybe. But um, so that's a tough decision, but one that I I think if you read Shepard, there's no – bad choice and then sure. either way you're you're going to make a whole lot of money and, and play basketball uh, somewhere where you you really want to play basketball his parents are probably the most visible parents in america in college basketball right now for obvious reasons um you're around them more than i am i made the case that my sense would be they're not going to come you know they're not going to go to reed shepherd and say you need to stay at kentucky they're gonna they're gonna do you know what's best for him am i right in that assessment you think yeah, absolutely. Okay. And as far as the most visible, um, I, <laughs> th- th- they don't want that. I, you know, sure, no, sure. From, yeah. I, you know, I, I've been around them for for a little bit now, and and talked to them both, you know, privately and uh, on the record, obviously for a lot of stories. And and my sense is that they would rather not be on camera. Mm. Uh, you know, I'm not watching the games at home on TV, but from what I'm seeing on social media and oh, hearing from other people, yeah. they're they're showing them all the time. Uh, and and my sense would be that they would rather uh, the camera not be on them during games, and, and they don't really like that attention, and they'd rather the attention be on Reed and, and his teammates. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, obviously with the circumstances. I'm sure that's going to continue, and once you get into March, it's, it's probably going to be uh, amplified even more. Uh, last basketball one, then I'll ask you your culture question for the week. Okay. We'll get back into those for 2024. Um, <laughs> do you see any changes in the starting lineup? Uh, coming for for Kentucky, given how well off the bench you just mentioned them, Reed Shepard, Rob Dillingham uh, have played off of the bench. Is there any reason to make a change, or do you see one coming? I don't know. I don't see one coming, barring injury. Um, and I don't. I really don't see any reason to. You know, I know. I know the numbers. I know the analytics. I obviously cover every game, so I know all the all the stats and everything that people tweet at me and complain about. And you know, Reed Shepard gets up three minutes into the game no matter what what is going on to go to the scores table the last game he played his first shift was 10 minutes he checked in at the first tv timeout and went for 10 minutes without 
coming out of the game. Um, you know, they're still getting the playing time. They're they're incredibly effective in the roles that they're in. I don't know why you would want to mess with that and and have them start the game unless you unless you know somebody gets hurt and you have an opening there and you have to. And I still stand by that. You know, we've seen DJ Wagner uh, improve as the season has has gone on. And they need Justin Edwards to continue to get better and continue to find his role and, and find whatever role he's going to play on this team. And I think when you start yanking guys out of the starting lineup, um, no matter how much of a team player they are, that, that can negatively affect the way you approach things, uh, You know the way you look at those situations. So Reed and Rob seem perfectly happy playing the roles that they're playing. Um, so I don't know why you would – start to mess with with any of that all right uh first uh culture question of the year his name is ben roberts at ben roberts hl on twitter if you wanted to go find him and react along with him to these questions you know there's uh different months have different themes there's no shave november uh right now we're in dry january people try to lay the bottle down after uh, zach my producer laughing because he went to the bar last night um it's also january harry and i don't know if you've heard about this one uh you know, Ben, but you know this is where women uh, don't 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 uh, don't clean up the extra hair on their bodies uh, for a month. Uh, do you know any women participating in January? Harry? Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, no. What's the What's the next question? Well, he's Ben Roberts. He's from the Herald Leader at Ben Roberts HL oh, on Twitter. One. Okay, and you can find him uh, at Kentucky.com/sports. Thanks, Ben. We'll talk to you next week. Are you going to Gainesville? All right. Uh, actually, no. It's okay, my daughter's that? fifth birthday this weekend. Uh-huh. So I, this is the first one I'm going to sit out, and we're sending. Uh, we're going to send Cam down there, and then John Clay uh, obviously oh. will be down there too. Nice. How? Uh, what is? What's the theme for a fi- uh, fi- a five year old's birthday party? Uh, we're having her party with her friends in a couple weeks, so we'll have uh, several four and five year olds over here, <laughs> uh, and I do not. I do not know the theme. You're not in one. charge of the theme. Yes. Got it. Yeah, no, uh, that no, we, we have that in I'll, common as dads. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, Ben Roberts, happy happy uh, January, and we'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. There you go. A little January talk. How about that? Uh, he's presented by our friends at Martini Italian Bistro, martinilouisville.com. Uh, they hang out with us for some reason. I'm not sure. Uh, we'll get back to sports, I promise. I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, I actually, he said a couple things I want to react to. We do it next here, ESPN 680, 105.7. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. When I'm feeling lonely, sad as I can be, all by myself in uncharted island in an endless sea. What makes me happy, fills me up with glee, 
You are listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot. All right, welcome back in. Your place for all the Harry talk you can handle. It's Rabo and Co. ESPN 680-1057. Thanks to our friend Ben Roberts for hanging out with us in the last segment. If you ever miss any parts of our shows, you can go back to the podcast center, ESPNLouisville.com, or on the app. If you haven't downloaded the app, cannot recommend it enough. Uh, go ahead. You can find anything that we've done here at the station, especially the local programming, which we do 7 to 6 every single weekday here on ESPN 680-1057. Bobby V after me, roundtable 3 o'clock uh, today. We'll keep you local till 6 o'clock. All right. Um, sad moment. I'm working with someone on a on a March Madness promotion. And they went to U of L. Spouse went to U of L. No mention of U of L in any of the emails. Oof. Oof. Is what it is. Uh, if you are just joining us, I do have the uh FOIA request back uh from the University of Louisville about attendance at the Yum Center. Uh new season low for Pepperdine, four people lower uh than Arkansas State, four thousand three hundred and thirteen. Forty three thirteen. Uh, Zach, I, I literally, I think I've been, in 2023, how many events did I attend with more than 4,000 people, Adam, that weren't big days? How many concerts did you go to? Yeah, no, or or like just regular like Saturday at the track. Okay. Not a big day, just I know there's 10,000 people there, yeah. that kind of stuff, right? Nah, I mean, like that right. kind of stuff. Like I mean, just, or 8,000 or whatever, some Friday ahead of a football game. Yeah. And some opposing fan bases in town, like BC's fans or yeah. Virginia Tech or whatever, there's just people there. I don't know. I just I was trying to think of how many events you would have went to that had 4,300 people. Is this seriously a fairly odd parents song? Yes, it is. <laughs> Damn right. Zach's Hell on the yeah, ones and twos, man. <laughs> Texter, don't disrespect the fairly odd parents. Texter texting at LMAO. You might have actually topped Ben being so uncomfortable. That was great. <laughs> All I wrote back was, I love that guy. He's a good sport, a better writer. He we really should didn't ask him about um, the Epstein list. <laughs> They delayed that, by the way. I I got a copy last night. Did you? I did. But you got it's the searchable like legal document. People haven't started to really dissect what's in that thing yet. So you it's like searchable, and you have to go. You have to really know how to use the database. That kind of stuff. They put out some names last night, but they're like, oh, January twenty second is when we're coming out with them. Dershowitz is a is an interesting one, is it not? Oh, very much so. And did you? Okay, I'm going to stop because I don't want to get sued. Can you but, just treat it like the NFL schedule le- release? You know, when they leak a couple of games here or there. Can we re- can we leak a couple of names? Can we use Twitter already? <laughs> oh, man, that's great. This guy's on the list. This guy's on. Uh, oh, now we have the full We report. were talking about that yesterday, man. I um, uh, t- <laughs> Immediate response to my tweet, by the way. The Jeff New Albany game will have a bigger crowd. That is correct. That's true. Th- yes, that is where we are locally. That is supposed to be one of the engines that drives economics in the downtown of the town that I live in. I, I, yes, that's why I that's why I make these requests. By the way, it gives me no glee, none. It makes me not happy. Uh, I, trust me. I, I don't know about that. It, no, there's no glee. Believe me. Believe me. UK number just over fourteen thousand. That's it. That's what they should have had for Pepperdine. I'm not kidding. Like that's the number you should have for Pepperdine. Is fourteen thousand. I figured they might sell out against Kentucky just because all the UK fans. You know what? They it. haven't sold out that game in many years. It's interesting, actually. They they have not sold that game out in many years, and it's just a. It is just a reality of modern sports that less people are going to games. Mm-hmm. 
post-COVID. Now, again, we've talked about it numerous times on the show. It's a theme of the show. I asked Gandolfo about it on a Wednesday. Was 23 the get-back-to-sports year? I think in a lot of ways it was. Yeah, You're seeing crowds again. You're seeing those sorts of things. You're, I think the... I don't think, for example, that teams are better this year than they have been in the past. I think more people are just paying attention. That's it. Now, that's good for what we do, right? I mean, there's going to be more more earballs on this thing. You know, that's great. But that's right. same time, like, it, it just – 4,300 people is not a it, – it, not just for a program, but for the city, it's not sustainable. It's just – it's really, it's really bad. It's bad. So, yeah. yeah. <sighs> Nobody's downtown anymore. It's, it's terrible. And you live down there, yeah. Yes, I do. And it's not good. Nobody's – they're down there for everything except Louisville basketball games. <laughs> right. Yes, right. Then it's a ghost town. Yeah. I, I hear you, man. I hear you. I thought his talk about the starting lineup with UK, by the way, was interesting. We'll have Jay Davis in about five minutes. We've got about three minutes here for this segment, so I'll just get into this real quick. It is interesting to hear him talk about they're more likely to win a title than they are to win the SEC. And I think everyone listening can understand the logic there where – you know, just the grind of playing a conference schedule like that where you're, you know, teams know you really well, et cetera. It doesn't apply all the time to Kentucky, right? Because they do turn over the roster a lot. There's the, you know, player differences. But as far as style, usually you're able to glom onto that. I don't know that you'll be able to do that with Calipari this year. Like, you know, if, I think you know what they're going to do. They're going to space the floor. They're going to run. They're going to do those things. And either you defend it or you don't. There isn't a, you know, a scheme scheme for that kind of thing as there, you know, like there is for more of a, you know, a half-court sort of thing that you can set up. I'm interested. Justin Edwards is the the big... Did I see the Cat Williams interview? I did. I did, Texture. Thank you for, for asking me about that. Um, yeah. It was... Uh, Shannon Sharp needs to become better at, at, at interviewing. That's all I'll say. It's a good get, though. Um, uh Here's a, a longer text from a texter. It's about U of L, and we'll do this one. Then we'll get to Jay. Uh, in 2003, Baylor had a player murder a teammate. Baylor then hired Scott Drew within uh, with one year of head coaching experience. Agreed to have no more than seven scholarship players in those two seasons. They went 17 and 28 in his first 45 games with seven scholarship players. KP is now nine and 36 in his first 45 games. Yep. That's, uh, that's what we're doing. Um, Texture, ask Jay what his Epstein top five list is. <laughs> ah, y'all funny. Y'all funny. Y'all funny. That's all I want. That's, that's all I want. That, for y'all the funny. Show. Y'all funny. You're good. I appreciate you. You put the co in Rabone, co. I appreciate you. All right, Wings on Music, go. <laughs> I think that's the only time I put Zach in a bad spot. Wing Zone. Uh, thanks to Adam and his staff dropping off Wing Zone catering to the ESPN Louisville Studios. You can score 16 original wings for just 12 bucks with the winning play bundle only at Wing Zone. That ends on the 15th. You've got 11 more days to go check them out. 16 original for just 12 bucks. The winning play bundle. Order online, wingzone.com. Tons of deals. On the website, got those three area locations for our friends there in the South End in front of Holy Cross High School on Dixie Highway just outside of Audubon Park on Poplar Level Road. And, of course, Hunsinger Lane there in Hikes Point. Got to say, 
Been to the Popple Level 1 probably a half dozen times. Super nice people. Great location. Easy to do. But check them out online as well. Tons of deals on the website. Wingzone.com. Thanks to Adam and his staff. Always one of our favorite days around here at ESPN Louisville. On the other end, we talked to Jay Davis. He's from First Gen Sports, one stgensports.com. We'll get into lots of stuff with him. Jay has a new sponsor, and he put three things on the show sheet. Talk about them next.